Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined once again by the unbeaten English heavyweight champion, Fabio Wardley. Fabio, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, mate. How's things? How are we doing? You've got a big fight coming up on the 6th of March, obviously on the undercard of Povetkin against White 2. Mm. Eric Molina. Just tell us, first of all, how that fight came together and if there was like a short list of opponents and you picked him out or if he was the first name put to you, how did it all work out? Um, so it was just a mix of, of a couple of things, really. Just a few things fell into place. Like Melina is a name that I'd mentioned to the team uh, a fight or two ago anyway. Um, but at that point, we was kind of more pointing towards the Lucas Brown fight. Um, and then we would, our kind of plan was to do Lucas Brown, come through that, and then go for Eric Molina after. Um, and just keep building nice progression fights kind of thing. Um but it just obviously so happened that at the time when things were, we were trying to get things sorted for Lucas Brown, trying to get all that organised, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that went south, went wrong. Um, so we were left in a position where we were trying to look for a good name, good opponent, good challenge, um, and someone obviously for the show. But um, conveni- conveniently, from, on, on my part, I guess, that um, the Eric Molina fight got made for him and Babbage. They kind of put them two together. Um, but then obviously Babbage had his shoulder injury. So it just worked out well that my side, in terms of my fighter, dropped out, wasn't able to do it, uh, Lucas Brown. And then obviously with, with Babbage and Molina, Babbage had to drop out because of his shoulder. Uh, and that just left me and him kind of thing. And so it just worked quite well. And it was such an easy and, and keen thing to do. Like going from trying to sort something out with Lucas Brown, which was a nightmare to go into just literally the next day saying to the team, saying to Eric Molina, look, do you want Fabio Wardley? Him saying yes and, and cracking straight on was an absolute dream, to be honest. It was easy, easy work when someone actually wants to fight. And I'm guessing the reason they initially put Molina with Babich is because he, Molina recently fought Philip Hergovic, who's being built up as Babich's big Croatian rival. Would that be accurate? Uh, yeah, I think there was a bit of that in there as well. Like I say, me and Babbage are in very similar positions where we're now trying to... We've done our kind of early fights and had them ones where you get them out of the way kind of thing. Now we're trying to move into them higher levels, more challenging opponents, posing different questions and things like that. So, yeah, of course, there was a bit of that in there. Obviously, the two Croatians trying to can do the comparison thing. That's always going to come regardless. And how have preparations been going so far? I'm guessing the lads are out in Portugal, of course, but you're you're training at home as, as usual, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I'm still here in Ipswich doing everything all the same. Uh, still training. Me and my coach are still getting to the gym every day. Still getting through all my S&C work with um, with boxing science and stuff. So everything's everything's rolling along really nicely, to be fair, other than the weather and the gym being absolutely freezing every morning when I get in there. But I just wrap up warm and crack on. Now, I was writing an article earlier today about the five biggest potential upsets on the matchroom shows, the first five matchroom shows of the new year, and you'll be glad to know Eric Mollin is not on it. But <laughs> a lot of people, you're, you're always very honest about praising your fights and your opponents. At this stage of his career, how good do you feel Eric Molina is? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, and the thing is with Eric Molina, in his career... He's only ever failed at the top, top level. That's the only time he's actually only ever lost. Like, don't get me wrong, he has taken a few losses. He's at the back end of his career. He's not prime Eric Molina. Don't get me wrong, we know that. But 
And the only times he's actually ever lost have been against high caliber and top level opponents. So he's no he's no mug, he's no joke. And 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 all those years in the game, all those years in the experience and having those big headlining fights on big shows and things, he's used to it all. He's got all that experience. So I've said before that it's it's gonna be good to have someone in front of me that when the big show's there, the lights are on and everything, that he's comfortable, he's used to that because that's when you get the best out of a boxer is when they're comfortable in themselves and in the situation that they're in. But in terms of where he's at, to, at the beginning of camp, me and him had a little back and forth on um, on uh, an Instagram, on DMs privately, just saying, like, like, I just said to him, look, thanks for taking the fight, catch you in March, like, look, stay healthy, look after yourself, see you then kind of thing. And he said the same to me and just said, look, I know all the talk, but this is my, like he said, like, this is my last hurrah kind of thing. And I'm, I'm going all in. I'm going all, putting all the work into the camp to just know you're going to get the best me. And I said, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. So hopefully I get the best possible version of Eric Molina at this stage. Does the measuring stick aspect of this appeal to you? It worked out pretty well with the Richard Larty fight, of course. Yeah, of course. That's what these, that's what these type of fights are there for now is to, see where I am and see how comfortable I deal with the test or what what different kind of questions they pose me and how I deal with someone who is big and strong like Richard Lai or how I deal with someone who's very experienced and a bit more elusive like an Eric Molina kind of thing. It's just about working out those kinks in, in part of that building process for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. This is probably probably my favourite opponent out of the lot that I've had so far that I'm really looking at and thinking like this is going to be this is going to be good because then once I get through this then I'm then I'm in a good a real good position and talking of once you get through this I know you don't want to look too far past your next fight no one does but a lot of talk's been made about you and Nathan Gorman fighting for that British title isn't vacant yet um, but you would expect at some point Joe Joyce on the verge of his WBO interim title fight will vacate the Lonsdale belt. It seems that you and Nathan both want it. Seems like also that you're the two leading challengers. There doesn't seem to be any competition for that mantle. Is that going to happen this year, do you think? It's a hard one, isn't it? Um, I think the only, the problem obviously comes with us being on two sides of, two sides of the river um, is the only problem. And the only real I think way it, it, it gets made is if it's made kind of by the board, forced by the board and, and saying it has to be done kind of thing. Um, without that, it does pose a bit of a problem because um, it's it's going to be hard for either side to want to concede either the TV of it, the, the promotion of it, blah, blah, blah. So because obviously Matchroom's put a lot into me, into promoting me and Queensbury have done the same with, with Gorman. So they're not just one are going to give that up. Um, so it does, it does pose a problem, but it's, that is kind of the, the way the game is at the moment. But I think the board would probably call it something like that. They'd put it together. And if they do, then it goes to purse bids or whatever. And then whoever gets it, gets it kind of thing. But I know Nathan pretty well. Um, I know he's game for it. He's, he's a great guy. He's, he's game for the fight. He's a good fighting man. He wouldn't, he wouldn't ever turn away from a good challenge and, and me neither. So between the both of us, we won it. It's just kind of powers that be and stuff that sometimes leave a few question marks over it. I mean, chances are by summer of this year, you'll have pretty solid world rankings. Not, not you know, really high just yet, but still, you'll have made a, an imprint there. 
how much of a loss, if at all, would it be for you if you never got to challenge for that British title, if you went beyond it before the opportunity arose? It wouldn't be a loss. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's always a great belt to have and and to say you've won and to kind of that that prestige that comes with that title is is always great to be a part of. But if I move past it, I move past it. It is what it is. It just especially now with, with everything going on and the landscape and the way boxing is that you can't you can't plan ahead like you used to be able to. You can't say this is what I want to do next and then that and then that. You just kind of have to see where the chips lay after each fight, see what's going on and, and take whatever take whatever opportunities are in front of you, whether that be a, a Commonwealth, a European or a British if it comes up. It's just it's just that for me the main thing is about good fights and the progression of it all. And just out of interest, who have you been able to spar in the build-up to this one? Because I know you tend to spar very high-level opposition. Uh, I haven't really sparred anyone of particularly high level. Uh, me and Johnny Fisher have been getting a, a good bunch of rounds in. He's a great lad. Um, good, young, hungry guy with a lot of pace, a lot of energy, which is great, really. I think that's, for that camp, for this camp, sorry, that's what I'm going to be looking for is kind of, more of the younger guys, the hungrier guys with the high energy, the high pace. Because um, I think that's what Molina's going to try and bring for those early rounds. So I want to be used to that. I want to be able to weather it. I want to be comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, at the moment, as I've known, the only guy I've really been mixing around with too much is um, is Johnny Fisher. Just getting things in. We've been moving through. I've not been rushing my sparring and stuff. We've been working on some real specific things in the gym and stuff. And then February is the month where we're really going to kick through with some sparring partners and things how are you finding life generally at the moment outside the ring with the lockdown reimposed and you know vaccines are coming out at last but it still seems to be a way away from normality resuming yeah it does it does seem to be a long way off but obviously with the vaccine and stuff there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel and to be honest i'm one of the extremely and one of the most fortunate because for the most part, my day-to-day life is pretty much the same. Like, even with or without everything going on, I, I'd get up, I'd go to the gym, I'd train, I'd come home, eat, go back, train again. Like, and none of that really changes for me. So I'm fortunate enough to have enough distractions, enough focus, enough of a schedule kind of routine to to get through this without too much bother and stuff. So I'm I'm just thankful that I'm one of the lucky ones that's still able to work and still able to get through it. Now, projecting ahead, obviously, it's what's just started February 2021. Where would you like yourself to be boxing-wise by the end of this year? Um, there's no particular... I don't know if there's a particular place I want to be. Um, I just want to be in, in decent fights. I just want to be known as someone who's willing to take challenges, who's willing to get stuck in and and not shy away from a, a possible tough fight, a hard fight, a 50-50, whatever it may be. All I want, because I've done, I feel like I said in the beginning, I've done my years of, of kind of journeyman quotations and those type of building and experience fights. And don't get me wrong, even still, my next three, four fights will still be building fights, but just of a higher level, of a higher calibre. And that's all I want to do. I think my objective this year is to get out a minimum of three times. I want to try and potentially push to four if we can squeeze that, but it is what it is. Um, but if I can finish the year with with three good fights under my belt and a new bit of silver where I'll tick that off as a good year. Great stuff.
Really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. And um, best of luck for March the 6th. No worries. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.